in your report, I'll make this very simple. You did a lot of work, correct? Yes, that I agree. A lot of subpoenas, a lot of pen registers. A lot of subpoenas. Yes. Okay, we'll walk this really slow if we need to. A lot of search warrants. That's a... All right, a lot of search warrants, a lot of things. So you're very thorough. The what? In your opinion, very thorough. You listed yes. this out in your yes. report, correct? Yes. Thank you. Is it true the evidence gathered during your investigation, uh, given the questions that you've just answered, is it true the evidence gathered during your investigation did not establish that the president was involved in the underlying crime related to Russian election interference as stated in volume one, page seven? We found uh, insufficient uh, evidence of uh, uh, the president's cul culpability. Uh, so that would be a yes. Without, uh, pardon? That would be a yes. Yes. That's, thank you. Isn't it true the evidence did not establish that the president or those close to him were involved in the charged Russian computer hacking or active measure conspiracies or that the president otherwise had unlawful relationships with any Russian official? Volume 2, page 76. Correct? I uh, leave the answer to the uh, our report. Welcome to Game Tech Politics. Uh, my name is Raven and uh, I just wanted to do this podcast on the Russia collusion since uh, we all found out the facts um, this week about how it was a complete hoax and now Barr and the Durham investigation is now getting to the bottom of it. So... Um, what I want to begin on is this this is an ongoing effort here uh, by me to expose this coup I've been doing my research and I want to expose all of the people that uh, ran it that attempted to overturn a duly elected uh, constituted elected a legal and fair election and basically these people attempted to reverse the result and attempted to get the winner thrown out of office with a failed allegation, phony allegation, of colluding with Russia. Now, I want to take you back um, uh, to a different subject real quick. You guys may not remember this, but when the transcript of the phone call between President Trump and the President of Ukraine was released, it was really noteworthy that the president asked the president of Ukraine for assistance in looking into CrowdStrike. Now, when I read that in the transcript of the phone call, my ears perked up. Because it wasn't about um, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and Burisma. It wasn't about the the you know the $50,000 a month or $75,000 a month that, that Joe Biden's son... Uh, got um, was paid by Burisma for being on the board of Burisma even though he's never had any oil experience whatsoever uh, he's never been on a board like that um, forget all that forget all that corruption what what really stood out to me about this phone call was when Trump mentioned CrowdStrike because that told me Trump was on to something and uh, what he was actually doing in the phone call was uh, asking the president of Ukraine to cooperate with Barr, to cooperate with Durham in the investigation into the coup to get rid of Trump. Now let me let me go ahead and refresh your memory as to what CrowdStrike, uh, uh, what that's all about. Um, 
when the DNC computer network and servers were hacked in 2016, the Democrat National Committee refused to let the FBI examine the server or any part of the network. Uh, Debbie uh, Schultz, the chairman of the DNC, she refused to turn over the servers or any part of the network to the FBI for any uh, forensic an uh, analysis. Now, instead, the DNC claimed they were hacked by the Russians. The Russians hacked and uh, the Russians then led to the hacking of Podesta's emails and the embarrassing re uh, revelations of those emails during the campaign starting in October. So the Russians did it. That's, that's what the DNC says. That the, the Russians did it. If you go on Twitter today, uh, you will find that uh, Trump is Putin's puppet and uh, you're a Russian bot if you don't agree with the leftist agenda. Um, if you don't agree with Biden or if you're not going to vote for Biden, you're a Russian asset. Um, even, even Hillary Clinton says that uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian asset. Uh, so if you're not with the in line with the Democrat Party, you are a Russian asset. I am a Russian asset. So uh, back to Schultz. Uh, Debbie um, Schultz, the chairman of the DNC, she refused to turn over those servers or any part of the network to the FBI. And um, she went out and hired a private sector computer network analysis uh, and forensics team called CrowdStrike. Uh, they came in uh, to do the forensic analysis of their servers while refusing to let the FBI see them. See them. And, and by the way, uh, James Comey and the FBI, uh, they basically said, oh, uh, all right, all right, you don't want us to see your servers? Fine with us. Let CrowdStrike go ahead and, and, and look at them. But let me ask you this. Let me, let me stop here. If your house gets broke into, what's the first thing you're going to do? If you come home from dinner with your wife uh, or your husband, what? And, and you walk through your door and you notice that your TV's gone, your jewelry's gone, your guns are gone. What's the first thing you're going to do? Are you going to call the cops? Or are you going to be like Debbie? Call a, call a private investigator. Now, what they did with the DNC is they told the cops, no, we got this. We'll, we'll do our own investigation. And uh, they basically said, sorry, uh, FBI, uh, we don't want you to look into this. So will you just just go over there and walk away? Do you think the FBI is just going to go walk away when you tell them that they can't or, or, or the, the police officers, hey, a crime's been committed? Do you think that they're just going to walk away without making a report? Well, uh, that's basically what the FBI did. Uh, the FBI uh, said, okay, uh, we don't need to look at them. You've got everything handled, uh, so we're good to go. Um, and that's basically exactly what the DNC did. 
they said, uh, uh, we got this, no big deal. But, so you, you, you might be asking yourselves, okay, Raven, uh, what, what's the big deal? Um, well, let me, let me kind of connect the dots for you. Um, basically, we've been um, hearing from the news all these bombshells that are in classified documents and um, that were released by Adam Schiff, and he had he had uh, mountains of evidence of Russia collusion uh, with with the Trump team, and and uh, with the Ukraine impeachment, he just. He had mountains of, of evidence uh, to prove that Trump was guilty. But um, a particular bombshell <laughs> that has been released recently has not uh, uh, gotten much news as of yet. Uh, the media has not thoroughly reported on this. And um, that's the release of the transcripts. Um, of the acting director of national intelligence, Rick Grinnell. Uh, he forced the release of the CrowdStrike CEO uh, testimony. And basically, um, basically what Rick Grinnell did, uh, he forced the release of these transcripts. He told Adam Schiff, uh, basically, Adam, if you're not going to release these transcripts, then I'm going to do it. So Schiff went ahead and did it. Uh, they didn't want these transcripts to be released. Adam Schiff did not want the public to see these transcripts because what's about to uh, happen when these transcripts uh, get released is that they're going to be exposed. And they, they've exposed that Comey, Brennan, Clapper, every one of these people were lying through their teeth about this Russia collusion business. And what they've also exposed is that Barack Obama was probably the orchestrator of all of this. So, back to the DNC. Um, the firm hired to investigate the DNC servers and computer network to find out who did it, to find out who hacked them, was the president of CrowdStrike. And what these, uh, these, this transcript that Schiff had to release, um, he basically told Schiff's committee they didn't know. They couldn't find out. They couldn't learn. They couldn't say for certain the Russians hack the DNC servers. Now, this isn't me saying this. This is the actual uh, president of CrowdStrike saying that they could not confirm that Russia hacked the DNC servers. They could not say for sure that the Russians were involved in letting Podesta, John Podesta's emails out. Now, for crying out loud, we've been listening to this for three years, three solid years about this Russian collusion and about how much evidence that we have that Trump colluded with Russia but the very person who actually investigated in the hacks of these emails couldn't say that the for 100% for that the Russians did it and 
that the FBI was refused permission to see the DNC servers. They hired CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike was said to, they didn't publicly say it, the DNC said it, uh, that the people they hired, CrowdStrike, demonstrated that their servers were hacked by Russia. And so that was part of this two-year never-ending pack of lies about this story. And it turns out the president of CrowdStrike couldn't figure out who had hacked the DNC server. Those are facts. And yet, and yet, the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and all these other mainstream uh, media outlets, all of that every day for two years, they've been ramming it down our throats in addition to these intelligent, uh, intelligence officials like Clapper um, uh, and Brennan, uh, Susan Rice, uh, they all claimed they had evidence of Trump colluding with Russia. And Trump was a spy. He was a traitor. He's Putin's puppet. And they had evidence of this. And that they, uh, they even tried to hack the RNC, but, uh, but failed. Now, now, something happened. There was some stuff that was on the DNC server that did not leak out of it. But I'm here to tell you, right now, my opinion, and it's a pretty daggone good one, that this was an inside job. Somebody at the DNC actually went in there and arranged for whatever data they wanted out to be stolen from that server. Had to have been. Because not everything was uh, shown on WikiLeaks. Not all the emails were uh, uploaded to WikiLeaks. There was, there was still st stuff out there that was not shown. And basically, what I'm going to tell you is the Russians didn't hack it. It, it, it didn't come from an outside computer connection outside, outside the building, outside the network. But yet, everybody's been laboring under the belief that, that, that it did all this time and that the assertion was that the Russians hacked the DNC server was the entire basis that the Russian collusion up started and rolling. Now, I want to go back to the CrowdStrike business because these are all the things, they're, they're all connected. And I know may, it may be tough to believe, but trust me, just don't doubt me on this. This objective of destroying the U.S. economy to save from the virus, it really is destroying Donald Trump. That's the uh, objective. Uh, the, the Russian collusion uh, business, that was all about destroying Trump. Um, uh, this, the, these, race, these racial riots, that's all about destroying Trump. Every little part of the media narrative, it's about destroying Trump. And the proof's in the pudding. Um, now, with with in regard to uh, the intelligence agencies, guess what? So you 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 say, oh 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 well, um, CrowdStrike that was a big fail, but but Clapper and Comey and Peter Strzok Stroke and uh, Lisa Page, the 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 lovers. And um, John Brennan, Susan Rice, uh, Loretta Lynch, 
they they all can't be lying. They all can't be uh, working together in this. But but let me say this. All these people went on national TV and basically said that they had evidence. Well, here's the problem with that. And the problem is that their testimony was also released. So I'm going to give you some, some quotes. Here's Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe was asked, what is the most damning or important piece of evidence in the dossier that you now know is true? And that dossier was the Christopher Steele, the famous Christopher Steele dossier that was hired by Hillary Clinton's campaign to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. Here's McCabe's answer. Well, as I tried to explain before, there's a lot of information in this Steele reporting. We have not been able to prove the accuracy of all of the information he answered. Now, uh, he, he was pressed further to confirm that he did not know if Christopher Steele's dossier were true. And McCabe said, that's correct. He didn't know that it was, uh, was true or not true. Now, former Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, who, by the way, has emerged as a staunch uh, Trump critic, and uh, he, he is also a paid CNN contributor since leaving um, uh, his, his post in the government. He told the committee uh, during a July 2017 interview that he, quote, this is his words, never saw any direct empirical evidence that the Trump campaign or someone in it was plotting or conspiring with the Russians to meddle in the election. Ben Rhodes, an Obama-era deputy national security advisor, when asked under oath by House investigators if he had any evidence of coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia, Rhodes said he did not. Rhodes, I quote, said, I wouldn't have received any information on any criminal or counterintelligence investigations into what the Trump campaign was doing, so I would not have seen that information, Rhodes told the House. And he was pressed again on this topic, and he continued, I saw indications of potential coordination but I did not see, you know, the specific evidence of the actions of the Trump campaign. Samantha Power, a former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, has publicly accused Trump of catering to Russia President Vladimir Putin to compensate him for interfering in the 2016 election. So when she was asked whether she had seen any evidence of Russian Russian interference, she said, I am not in possession of anything. I am not in possession and didn't read or absorb information that came from out of the intelligence community. Susan Rice, uh, you guys remember Susan Rice uh, during the whole Benghazi fiasco. Susan Rice, uh, she was the former National Security Advisor 
She told House investigators that she hadn't seen evidence proving then-candidate Trump coordinated or colluded with Russia to take the 2016 election. Here's a quote from her. I don't recall, I don't recall intelligence that I would consider evidence to the, that effect that I saw prior to my departure. That's when uh, Trey, Trey Gowdy asked her. Um, uh, he was he was uh, asking her uh, questions about the Russian collusion, and uh, he pressed he pressed a little bit further, and she ba- basically said, "To my best, uh, to my to the best of my recollection, there wasn't anything smoking, but there was some things that gave me pause. I don't recall intelligence that I would consider evidence." Former Attorney General Loretta Lynch also said that she did not recall that being briefed uh, on the Russia collusion. I can't say that it existed or not, Lynch said, uh, referring to the evidence of collusion, conspiracy, or coordination. So, what does this all uh, what does this all mean? It means that everybody on Twitter. Everybody that, um, uh, all these liberals that watch CNN and have been fed lies for three years. Can I ask you guys something? This is a serious question. I've been asking this question for three years. For three years. I have not gotten, I have not received, and I'm serious, I probably asked this maybe two three hundred times on Twitter look it up here's my question what did Trump in Russia do exactly give me the answer what did Trump and Russia do exactly do you know because if you do we are all pins and needles because you just heard James Clapper. He didn't have any evidence. You heard Susan Rice. You heard Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Peter Strzok Stroke. Lisa Page. Uh, who else is in here? Uh, Andrew McCabe. Ben Rhodes. You heard them. They haven't seen any evidence. So what in the heck, if you know the answer... Why aren't you on Capitol Hill right now telling the American public and the House, the Democratic-led House, they're your buddies, why aren't you telling them what the evidence is? Why hasn't Adam Schiff come out publicly lately? I haven't heard a a, a pin drop. I, I mean, you could hear a pin drop in his office. He's usually in front of the cameras every single day. Why hasn't he been doing interviews about this Russia collusion business? Ask yourselves these questions, man. Quit quit taking and just believing Twitter because it makes you feel good because you hate Trump that much. Fine. Hate him. Hate that he's egotistical. Hate that he says that he has a huge, uh, that his IQ is huge and he's just the, one of the smartest men in the world. Hate him for uh, the the policies that he makes uh, for lower taxes, low unemployment. Hate him for not wearing a mask. 
But why are you hating him for uh, being Putin's puppet when there's zero evidence of that? You can argue that he's, he's pompous. You can argue that he's arrogant. You can argue that he's a, a bad president. But there is no argument about Russia collusion. There isn't. There is none. It's a fake narrative created by the past administration and broadcasted by the mainstream media. That's all it is. The media was in on this coup for three years. They lied to you. And you guys are still dumb enough to believe them. And I don't know why. I have no clue why. So that's my little Russia segment. Um, if you guys want to comment, go to ShadowBand6. That's ShadowBand6 on Twitter. Uh, tweet me. Ask me a question. Um, because it is it is nonsense that you guys continue this little charade and um, this agenda when you guys don't have any evidence whatsoever. And in in reality, I mean, in reality, instead of being ticked off that uh, somebody hacked into the DNC. And John Podesta, why aren't you ticked off about the substance of those emails? Why aren't you ticked off about reading the corruption that is going on within your own party? That's who you should be really upset with. Not not that Donald Trump uh, gets the blame for these revelations. He just uses them. He just uses them. For his own political gain. And you know what? You and I would both do the same thing. Are, are we actually going to tell people not to read uh, your opponent's emails? Well, uh, other than uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN basically telling us that um, uh, it's illegal to read those emails. So uh, we'll go ahead and just tell you what's in them. Only the media can read read them. Are you really going to listen to that? Why aren't you outraged at the corruption? Why aren't you outraged that Hillary Clinton received the debate questions uh, in advance? Why aren't you outraged that the basically the media and the DNC screwed Bernie Sanders out of an election? Not once, but twice. I don't get it. I don't get how our society is so stupid. And I don't like to judge anyone. I don't like to call people names. I don't I don't like to sit there and, and degrade people. But man, our society really is sad. Um, the intelligence level is just really dumbed down. Uh... Well, anyways, I got a plug for you guys. Um, this this past weekend was Father's Day, and uh, my girlfriend got me 
a um, Father's Day gift, probably one of the best Father's Day gifts uh, I've ever received. My my kids are five and seven, um, you know, so they don't they don't really quite get what Father's Day is all about, uh, and that's okay. Um, uh, let me let me rephrase that. My my girls' little pictures and drawings and and and. My daughter's basically saying that uh, I'm the best daddy in the whole world and they love me. That's the greatest gift that I could ever receive. But as far as in a um, person outside of that, uh, she really outdid herself. And what she got me was a drone. It's made by Holy Stone. Uh, so the model type that she got me was the HS270. And I've never drone. I, I I've never flew a drone before. Never flown a drone drone before. So they look extremely difficult. I I flow. I've flown those little bitty ones. You know that you can get for like five to fifteen dollars uh, at a store. And those were like ridiculously hard because you couldn't. You know, you you would try to go to left left, and it would end up going right or it end up going straight or backwards I just couldn't figure it out but with this drone it is uh, by far one of the best drones for beginners um, it has so many different features uh, the best feature on it is basically it's a return home feature and it's basically you you use your phone you, your phone connects to the drone via Wi-Fi. So the, the drone has its own little Wi-Fi uh, signal. And basically you connect your Wi-Fi uh, on your phone to the drone. Uh, then you open up the drone app that you can download uh, on Android or iOS. And then um, when you open up the app, uh, it basically allows you to control the drone uh, either by phone or on your uh, remote and on the phone there's a button called return home so when you hit that button and you swipe right basically wherever the drone took off at it returns exactly at that same point uh, point and it's it's within less than three to four feet from my experience I've flown it three different times and let me tell you it's uh, it's it's spot-on uh, there's an also another feature that says follow me I tried that for the first time yesterday and um, it's really cool you start walking away and the drone will just basically follow you um, it's cool man uh, so just check it out uh, they are $149.99 on Amazon um, it's called the HS270 uh, and it's got uh, also it's, it's GPS it's got a 2.7k uh, camera um, it has the gyroscopic um, stabilization. Basically, what that is is um, when the wind is blowing really hard, uh, it stabilizes it, and that works as well. Uh, works uh, amazing. Um, 
Another really cool feature um, is that you can take and record right off of your phone. Uh, there's a little record button on the app. Um, and it's just a cool little drone, man. It's it's very well built. You can tell that it's very well built. Uh, and um, just check it out. If you guys are interested in drones, I, I highly recommend it. Um, especially for a beginning drone you won't lose it if it goes if you if your controller uh, your little remote um, loses signal it'll fly back home uh, to its home spot automatically it takes literally about uh, a minute to set up um, with the GPS coordination the calibration and all that it takes a minute to a minute and a half uh, I literally did it yesterday uh, a, a few days ago for the first time and it seemed confusing while reading it but once I did it it and just followed the in instructions to a T it performed pretty amazing <clears throat> and the camera on it is pretty awesome too so um, 2.7 isn't quite 4k but it's pretty close enough um, also, it has like a custom flight feature. I have not used that feature yet. Uh, so um, maybe at a later date, I can tell you how how well that works. Um, but pretty much, it's it's really easy to use, man. Um, uh, I, I've gotten a little bit more brave with it. I've taken it uh, at a higher um, peak. Uh, I got it probably... I don't even know how many feet up, but I was really uh, taller than probably your tallest trees out in your backyard um, by three times. So I got it really high up. Um, I started uh, moving it around more, and it's just a cool little drone. So that's my plug. Sorry I was going on about it for five, ten minutes, but I'm really excited about it. I think it's probably the, one of my best new toys that, and I'm a gamer and i haven't even played any video games and uh since i actually received that drone so um check that out um but thanks guys for listening uh i will do another podcast here pretty soon i'm hoping a friend of mine will uh do a podcast about um jesus christ and religion and uh basically what we need to do to prepare uh for his coming and uh, prepare um, and basically be a better person in life I am by far I have so many bad habits um, you know uh, I need to work on those uh, so this guy um, that I met a few months ago has been um, you know honestly I can without even hesitation I can say he's probably been one of the best people I've ever met in my life and I'm just glad that I met him and his wife they're great people so I'm going to try to bug him to come on pretty soon uh, I think it'd be fun I think it'd be a fun conversation because we have a um, our backgrounds are completely uh, the opposite on religion um, he's been really uh, challenging me to think outside the box actually more inside the Bible uh, so to speak um, 
He's been challenging, you know, a lot of things that I've been taught. Uh, he's been saying stuff, uh, not, um, not uh, persuasively, even though that's okay, but more just convincingly. And so um, I really highly recommend you guys, if, if you like this broadcast, please stay tuned for the next um, take and subscribe to this channel, uh, Game Tech Politics, uh, because uh, the next uh, few episodes are really going to be really cool ones. Um, other than the religion, I'll probably do an episode uh, just on technology, um, on some cool stuff that uh, is out on the market, and some also some cool stuff from the past that is still relevant today. And then I'm also going to do one podcast on UFOs because that's one of my um, main interests in life. Um, and I'll tell you some experiences that I've had and also um, how the government is slowly uh, dripping out information about UFOs. Um, and it's just interest. It's an interesting time to live, guys. Uh, so, thanks for listening. I hope you guys had fun. I hope it made you think about this Russia collusion crap and how much of it, of it was a hoax. Um, but until next time, this is Game Tech Politics. My name is Raven. Thanks for listening.